Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. Grammar Girl here. This week, I have a quick and dirty tip about the words anyway and anyways, a meaty middle about how to write a great topic sentence and what makes a topic sentence different from a thesis, and some featured listeners. And now, on to a listener question. Annabelle asks, is it correct or incorrect to say anyways to someone? As in, anyways, call me later. Anyways sounds like nails on a chalkboard to me. Well, Annabelle, the correct word is anyway, which is probably why the sound of anyways bothers you so much. There is some interesting history, but first, here are two examples of anyway being used correctly. Anyway, call me later. In that sentence, it's being used to mean something like getting back to what we were talking about, or maybe regardless of what we just said, anyway, call me later. And here's another example, where anyway means something like regardless. Squiggly hated cooking, but Aardvark signed him up for classes anyway. You might be wondering why you still see anyways spoken and written if it's wrong. Well, even though the word is now widely considered an error, it's not new. The Oxford English Dictionary has citations going back as far as the 1200s, And today, they say it's considered part of some American dialects. So it's not so much that it's wrong, like a simple misspelling of bureaucrat is wrong, which unfortunately I do all the time, but it's wrong like you wouldn't want to use it in a job application or a school essay, but it's also common in some regions or communities. According to Google's Ngram viewer, which is a decent measure of how often words appear in edited text, mostly books, there's been a steady rise in the use of anyways, even in edited text. However, anyway is still vastly more common. In fact, you can't even see that the use of anyways is rising until you remove anyway from the chart, because it's so much more popular that it swamps out the instances of anyways. And now, what about any way? Two words. When should you use the two-word version, and how does it differ from the one-word version? Well, in the two-word phrase, the noun way is being modified by the adjective any. Here's an example of a sentence where you'd use the two-word version. Is there any way you could call me later? Notice how you could substitute another adjective, like some, in that sentence. You could say, is there any way you could call me later? But you could also say, 
Is there some way you could call me later? Doing that test, can you substitute a different adjective, can help you figure out whether you want the one-word version of anyway or the two words, any and way. And the two-word anyway leads us to another interesting point. You may have heard that anyway can't take an S because it's an adverb, but that's just not true. It's easy to think of examples that prove it wrong. For example, the adverbs forwards and backwards are standard in British English, even though we use forward and backward in American English. Always is another adverb that ends with S. And I bet you didn't know that the adverb always was originally two words, all and ways. The Motivated Grammar blog explains that anyway is just like the adverbs always and sometimes, which also started out as two words, some and times. Long ago, English had more words that were something called the adverbial genitive. And some of them, like always, sometimes, in any ways, took an S. But because English isn't consistent or predictable, always and sometimes kept their S and anyway lost it, at least as far as for what people want you to use in standard English today. But knowing where anyways comes from maybe helps explain why it keeps showing up and sounds normal to some people. So that's some interesting history I didn't expect to find when I started researching this topic. But your quick and dirty tip is still to use anyway and not anyways, if you want to be safely considered educated and not have your words sound like nails on a chalkboard to people like Annabelle. And thanks for the question. And now, on to topic sentences. The next time you're staring at a blank screen and wondering how to make the words for that do-in-24-hours essay magically appear, remember these two words. Topic sentence. Your topic sentence is the key to making the rest of your essay flow from your fingertips onto the page. Once you've got that figured out, you'll know where your essay is going and what structure it'll have. So what defines a topic sentence? Essentially, it conveys the main idea of a paragraph. When used throughout an essay, topic sentences make up its backbone, giving your arguments a clear support system. They help guide you as the writer, keeping your arguments on point, and they also help guide the reader. You might be thinking, how is this different from a thesis statement? Topics and thesis sentences work together, but topic sentences support the thesis. Besides differing in purpose, they also differ in number. Your essay should have one clear thesis in a sentence or two near the beginning, but it may have many topic sentences throughout. The topic sentences don't repeat your thesis. Instead, they each focus on one key aspect of supporting your argument. Topic sentences will usually go at the beginning of a paragraph, although there can be exceptions. So now you know what a topic sentence is, but how do you make a good one? First, recognize that topic sentences can come in many shapes and sizes. They're not formulaic. In fact, it's a good idea to use different types to keep your writing lively. Here are a few common types of topic sentences. A topic sentence can be a complex sentence. This type of sentence will typically start with a subordinate clause, often reflecting on the previous topic, and then move into the next one in the second half of the sentence. Here's an example. Although Columbus is giving credit for opening the door to European colonization in America, 
He is also heavily criticized for his role in reducing the number of native residents in the areas he visited. A topic sentence can also be a question. Questions can be good guides for readers who will likely assume you're about to answer the question you just posed, so make sure you follow through on that. Using a question at the beginning of your paragraph adds some momentum driving toward your answer. And a topic sentence can be a bridge. Like a complex sentence, a bridge acts as a transition from your previous point into the next one. However, the bridge is typically a simpler sentence and can add a little variety to your writing. You might write something as simple as, The new ordinance, however, did not deter bar patrons from smoking. What are ideas that typically don't work well as topic sentences? Quotations from others usually aren't good. They'll typically only indirectly relate to the topic. Also avoid a blatant announcement, like, Now I will cover the events leading up to Lincoln's delivery of the Gettysburg Address. That's too simplistic. So let's think about putting topic sentences into practice. Picture this. You've been assigned to write a 500-word essay on combating childhood obesity. Based on your research, you've come up with this thesis sentence. As a society, we can make strides toward a healthier youth population by increasing funding for school nutrition programs. From this point, you can work on crafting some topic sentences that support your thesis and help guide your argument. The keys to creating these are to keep them specific and relevant to your thesis. Make sure they directly relate to your main point, but are different enough from each other to add depth to your essay. In the example of your childhood obesity topic, you might use topic sentences like these as a framework for the rest of your essay. School nutrition programs are required to meet certain standards, including the availability of fruits, vegetables, and whole grains. Next, the National School Lunch Program helps lower-income children obtain healthy food because of the subsidies it provides to reduce or eliminate the cost to families. And next... Funding for nutrition programs at school also includes breakfast, and eating breakfast has been linked to better health. See, almost like magic, the outline of your essay is complete. Now elaborate on each of the points in your argument with supporting details from credible, well-cited sources, and your well-structured, top-scoring essay will be ready in no time. That segment was written by Laura Wegman, who's a contributing writer for Varsity Tutors, a live learning platform that connects students with personalized instruction to accelerate academic achievement. Finally, I want to thank more listeners this week who told me where they listened to the podcast. Jeff posted a beautiful picture to Facebook of the Phoenix bike path he takes along the canal while listening to this show. Brianne McDee on Instagram listens while paddleboarding on the weekends in Lake Cocachewit in Massachusetts. And Jolie's art on Instagram looks like she listens while she's sketching in her colorful kitchen. If you want to show me where you listen, you can use the hashtag WhereIListen on Instagram or Twitter, and be sure to tag me too so I know it's for me. I'm Grammar Girl on Twitter and The Grammar Girl on Instagram. And you can also post it to the Grammar Girl Facebook page. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl. You can find my articles, podcasts, and books at quickanddirtytips.com. That's all. Thanks for listening.
they say plants like music. Yeah, no, like really, they, they respond to the vibrations of it, which means that this playlist you're listening to, the plants are too. You know what else plants like? Organic soil from miracle Grow. It's made with all the best stuff like wood fiber and compost. Plus, it's Omri certified organic, which officially means it's made with superior ingredients. And when you give your plants the stuff that makes them happy, they won't judge you on your iffy playlist. Hear that, plants? So go ahead and give them miracle Grow. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.